Ladies and gentlemen, good morning and welcome back. Thanks for joining us on this beautiful Thursday morning for another live episode of 80s Wrestling, the podcast. My name is Jumpin' Jay, and this week, it's all about pro wrestling and media. You know, they used to report pro wrestling results in the newspaper. You could listen to them on the radio. Then came TV, closed circuit, pay-per-view, and now we're at the age of the internet and streaming services. We picked this topic last week as the World Wrestling Federation, excuse me, World Wrestling Entertainment made the huge announcement that Rob would be transitioning media platforms, leaving cable and going to Netflix for their streaming services for Monday Night Raw. And wouldn't you know it, on that same day that we talked about that, media kind of erupted with other news involving certain individuals from the company. We're going to talk about it all today on this episode. Again, my name's Jumpin' Jay. Thanks for joining me. And I sit across from, man, the main event, the man who is knee-deep in preparation for one of the biggest 80s wrestling cons of all time. It's time to connect with the con father, Mr. Tommy Farrell. Tommy, good morning, brother. What is going on? Jumpin' Jay, good morning. Top of the morning to you from the beautiful state of New Jersey, the home of four WrestleMania. So WrestleMania 40 is coming up. Uh, this is uh, we have we have 10% of the WrestleManias in New Jersey. Just so you know, that's pretty damn cool if you think about that for a second. Um, but yes, man. Um, yeah, when we we made the announcement last week that today's episode was going to be about pro wrestling media because of the discussion we started to have at the end of last week's program about WWE moving over to Netflix beginning next year. And it made for a real interesting topic, and I wanted to talk all about how pro wrestling media has transformed uh, and evolved throughout the last 40 years from, like you said, back in the day, you know, it, it, it was what I do now currently for ISPW. You go out to the town and you put the posters up in the windows and that's how you get the people in the building back then, right? And then it went from TV commercials and newspaper articles and advertisements to closed circuit, like you said, to pay-per-views to now it's a global phenomenon. And, you know, we were going to talk all about that today. However, like you said, sure enough, later that afternoon, Last Thursday, the news broke about Vince McMahon and uh, WWE, and obviously by now everyone knows everything that has happened and read what was said through text messages, and obviously this is an extremely, extremely huge deal. Uh, Vince was uh, the next day resigned from the company, uh, but again, that you know, he might be gone from the company, but there's still a lot to unfold and a lot to talk about. And, you know, before we start taking calls, I know there's callers on hold, and I want everyone to weigh in this morning on uh, this topic. And, Jay, this, the, our pro wrestling media topic itself might have to wait for a future episode because, obviously, everyone is going to want to talk about this and weigh in on this. It's like, I don't know, I'll give you my, you know, just – how disappointing it is. I'm sure everyone that is on hold today and everyone around the world, I guess the the top thing that we all say is we're disappointed because when we were kids, Vitzik man was our hero. He was our God. You know, if you grew up as a wrestling fan, 
uh, especially in the 80s, like me and you did, Jay, and I know Babyface Brian and others on hold as well did, he was our God, right? He gave us what we wanted. And, and I don't like to use the, the – I'm, I'm a very, very religious person, so I'm not using God in, in a bad uh, term whatsoever. I'm just saying like he was, he was everything. He was our king, right? So it's so disappointing and so heartbreaking. And it's like it, it hurts you personally, right? Like I'm sure everyone around the world, like the wrestling fans, not just the wrestling fans, but, you know, all the wrestlers, the, the staff, everyone that has been in contact with him throughout the last 40 years. It just, it's just disappointing, right? So I, that's the only way I can sum it up. And, and the part that is, the worst part is that, you know, he was such a, you know, he was so much about the history of the WWF, WWE, from his grandfather to his father to him. So that that long that long lasting tradition of McMahon name and everything that he did to make that promotion a zillion times bigger than his grandfather and his father made. It's all washed away now because you can't even say his name now. And I, and I, don't, and I, was, and I was just about to say unfortunately, but I cut myself off. It's not unfortunate. You can't even mention his name now in the history of the WWE because when you hear the name Mystic Man now, it sounds like, like kind of like Chris Benoit sounds when you mention his name. At least that's the way I feel. And I, I would love to hear how everyone else feels out there. And, Jay, before you take the first call, I would like to know what you thought when you first heard this information. Again, like for me, man, it was like a – even though I have no direct relationship with him and, you know, and I, and I don't know him, I felt like a freaking a gun shot me in the back. It hurt that bad because you can't believe this man that you had so much admiration for so much respect for that was such a huge part of your life, even though you didn't know him personally, he was such a huge part of your life from your childhood and the worst possible news that you can possibly want to hear you hear. It's just, I guess the bottom line is it's disappointing and uh, I'll leave it over to you, man. Yeah. I mean, Listen, of course, the first thing you got to say is your heart, your prayers, they all go out to the victims of this situation. You know, the women, of course, that were affected firsthand by it. And then there's the other, you know, collateral damage. I mean, you think about his kids, his grandkids, like anybody that has to, you know, face this truth and, you know, and read the things that took place. And like you said, the wrestling part of you wants to hope that, you know what, maybe it's, maybe it's not true. Maybe this stuff didn't take place. But I don't think any of us put this past Vince McMahon and think that, you know, this has got, these allegations are made up and this stuff didn't happen. I think as much as you wish things like this didn't take place in the world, uh, especially in, in a world where you're so such a fan of, you know, but man, I don't think we can deny that it happened. I think I think power, I think money can corrupt uh, everybody, and I certainly don't put it past Vince McMahon that he has um, crossed multiple lines, multiple boundaries. Um, it it puts a dark cloud 
on wrestling right now. And we were just talking about, like, we felt wrestling was on an uptick. We felt like wrestling was coming back, that wrestling was hitting mainstream again. And then something like this, man, it just puts a dark cloud over the entire industry. And every day you're going to read a little bit more. You're going to find a little bit more, and it's going to sicken you a little bit more. And so, yeah, it's a, man, it's such a hard situation. Well, that Jay, that's what I'm actually, I'm actually afraid of that. So you see now that, you know, she came forward and, 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 you know, she, you know, was, you know, brave enough to, 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 to make her case public with all the, the details and all the things that happened. Um, now that she did that, it's like, you gotta, you gotta think to yourself, has he done anything else like that over the last 40 years? I mean, Chances are there it, it, it's, it's a possibility, sure. right? So I would say for it, sure. That's what I'm scared of. So this is what I'm scared of. I'm scared of, and this is listen. I'm not speculating anything. I'm saying this is what I'm scared of. I pray that this doesn't happen. I pray that this doesn't happen. But you know what happens if someone else this has happened before, and someone else gets the courage to step up now. Uh, and, 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 and say something, or God forbid, what if one of the female talents, uh, something has, has ever happened. So I'm praying that it's not a snowball effect because, you know, if, 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 if it is, even though he has resigned from the WWE and he is no longer a part or associated with TKO, any news that continues to come out in the media over the next several weeks or months or years, Jay, they're still going to, even though he's not currently on the board, it doesn't matter. He is wrestling. He was always wrestling, right? So it's still going to give the WWE a horrible, horrible black eye with or without him on the board, uh, in my opinion. And you're right. It, we, we, we've been talking about how business has been up and, and they're selling out everywhere they're going. And hopefully, hopefully they continue to do that. I am worried about, and especially, look back to the to the, the the early '90s, Jay. During the, remember the WWE WWF steroid scandal, and it was you know it was in the it was in the news every day, and there was no even there was not even no social media back then. Can you imagine now if this goes to trial, how how this would be covered everywhere, right? Like way more than the steroid trial ever was. So it's just a bad, bad, bad look for the business and uh yeah and with with today's day and age and technology and social media and all these different things the coverage on that trial would far surpass anything the wwf steroid trial in the 90s ever did and it just it just it, it would be all negative wrestling negative in the news every day and that's what i'm scared of Hey, Tommy, this is Babyface Brian jumping in the show, man. Babyface Brian, hey. how are you? Good. I'm, I'm wondering if Jay might have had a problem on his side and unmuted me, so I just wanted to jump in and give you somebody else to talk to in case he's not available and say that uh, I agree with everything you're saying. I did want to touch briefly on the uh, on the media and just say that it's something where wrestling has been this uh, – hundred year ebb and flow and roller coaster of up and down. And, you know, when TV first came out in the late forties, early fifties, it was something where there wasn't enough programming. So it turned to wrestling and it had this boom in popularity. 
And then uh, as they got enough mainstream programming, it, it backed off a little bit. And then it, the main event would be kind of a high a height in uh, in the national TV as a medium where 33 million people uh, tuned in back in 1988 to see Hulk face Andre for the first time in a singles match since WrestleMania three. And then, you know, a few years later in 1991, that viewership, it was at its uh, low point on that type of format in, in 1991, February 1st, this day, 33 years ago, Ultimate Warrior and Sergeant Slaughter faced each other. And that, that audience progressively shrunk. It went from 33 million viewers to 20 to 21, you know, around 20 again to 15 million. And then by the time that last one they aired showed, it was uh, it was down to uh, just over 10 million, you know, under 11 million viewers. So they kind of stopped that format. And so uh, kind of like magazines, you know, that's where I got all my info uh, on the other promotions that I couldn't see. And, and it's just somewhere as, as society changes how they get their information and as uh, the creative can go up and down and, and fit the needs of the, the fan base and the people that are new fans as, as older fans are getting interested in other things, how it works is it, it evolves. But uh, as you were saying about the Vince McMahon thing, it's just something where I feel really bad not only for the current talent that has put their heart and soul into this industry and is making their livelihood off of it and just the guilt by association that's involved because now you've got all of the new acquaintances that they may make and all the casual fans that are just seeing it from afar and they're saying you know they're they they run into maybe your wife and they're like oh your husband runs a wrestling store what's he think about all this and so now all the family members not just related to vince and and hunter and and everybody that's directly and possibly involved in this but everybody from afar you know guys like like you run a wrestling store now now your family it, it's somewhere well do i want to send uh send my kids to go see wrestling at this uh i know it's for charity but where, how far does this run they they don't know everybody is uh worried and so it's something where it can have an effect on the entire country anybody that's uh, related to wrestling. So um, I know that you've evolved your media presentation and how your outreach is. I know you have many different things that you spread your, your product to, to, to reach out and, and support charity and, and, and keep everybody involved in your industry up and running. But, you know, like I say, it's just sad. Even, even the legends, when they go to these conventions, are they going to have people that aren't going to be coming or they're making a decision. They're like, well, I don't know if I'm going to go this year. That's, it's got this dark cloud over it right now. So that's what I, I, I just feel bad for everybody and us as fans. You know, uh, you used to watch that, you know, Brian might, you know, I might have somebody uh, used to watch that. Maybe you're a big fan. Do you, what do you think about all this? So it brings all these nasty conversations out in the open that, uh, you know, none of us are privy to. None of us are, are actually involved in but it just puts this bad, dark cloud around wrestling. And so it makes guys like me kind of want to just lean more into like the 49ers and football and other things that are, that are, you know, that are, don't have as dark a cloud over them as that. Listen, Brian, first of all, congratulations on your uh, 49ers uh, making it to the Super Bowl. Uh, and you're right. What you just said, you struck a chord with me, what you just said, when you said, 
you know, what if someone asks my wife at, at her job, hey, what does your husband think about, you know, this Vince McMahon thing? He's a wrestling promoter or, you know, just my neighbor that lives next door to me. I have a, I have a, I have a wrestling car. It's got ISPW on it. It's got the wrestling collector on it. It has Macho Man Randy Savage on my car parked in my neighborhood. Are they going to think, ugh, that's the wrestling guy? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're right. It, 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 for people that don't know that, you know, AEW or just everyone in general, everyone in the WWE that's busting their ass has nothing to do with what Vince McMahon did or anyone else in the wrestling business, you're right. If he's the head honcho and he's the name that people know, it doesn't matter. He's not on the board anymore. Vince McMahon is, always will be wrestling to, to the media. You're right. It, it, it does give it a, a, a black eye. It does give it a cloud. It does give it that ugh, that like kind of like dirty feeling, you know. I that, I feel that way because I I do this for a living, right? So I do. I have the wrestling store. I do my wrestling conventions. I have a wrestling promotion. So I'm 100 percent in, as you guys know. And it, it's 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 listen, man. It's for someone that's involved in it, doing it. It is it is nerve wracking. It does make you bite your nails because. Like I said uh, five minutes ago, you don't know what's going to happen next. Like now that that came out, that's in my, in my opinion, that's only going to be the beginning of it because if the the news is media is going to pick this up big time, and if it does, and, and, and more more facts are going to come out, and unfortunately, probably more people are going to lose. And that's not, I don't mean to say unfortunately again, more people are going to lose their jobs. And I just think it's going to turn into a really big mess, in my opinion, uh, in the next, you know, six months to a year. I, I, I don't see it getting better. I see it getting worse. And, you know, for someone that does wrestling as, as a way to provide for his family, yeah, it is a little it is a little uh, worrisome, to be honest with you. Well, you know, it's like we talked about. It's like last week you've got Netflix deal, and all of a sudden you think you're going to wa- ride this long crest and, and be able to kind of coast maybe for maybe have this momentum behind you where, okay, national wide stream, I've got my plans in place, I've worked hard, and now all of a sudden it's it's not like you just took the ride down the roller coaster. It's like those roller coasters that you get raised slowly up the tower and then they drop you, and now you're at the bottom again and you've got this huge long hill and the work that is in front of you to build up again. It's not just for you. It's the guilt by association. I mean, it's not just for the WWE. It's the guilt by association that you and everybody in the industry now has this huge hill to climb to try and somehow get back to where it was. And and it's, it's I just I feel bad for you. I mean, it's like... You are somebody that, like you said, you're feeding your family, you're supporting and providing employment to all these people that are involved with it and love the sport, and now they've got this negative cloud that you've got to climb that hill again. So thanks for uh, letting me speak my piece, and uh, and I'm just sorry for all of us as fans, and especially guys like you that depend on this and your families depend on it. Thanks, Brad. I believe Jay's back. Jumpy Jay, you want to say hello to Babyface Brian before we jump on the next call? Babyface, good morning. Thank you guys for covering for me. As I don't know, audio problems on my end. Uh, but, uh, yeah, like, I enjoyed the conversation listening to what you guys are saying. I think you guys, your hearts are in the right place. And, uh, on yeah, on a more cheerful note, Brian, congratulations. I was cheering for the 49ers uh, just because I really didn't have a, a horse in that race, and I knew you were a 49ers guy, so I was rooting them on. And so what a game that was. Crazy comeback. Uh, and so I'm looking forward to what your 49ers can do in the Super Bowl, brother. Oh, I'm I'm really hoping that Brock Purdy can uh, 
be at the helm and be able to shut up a lot of the people that are, you know, talking bad about this guy that's only been in the game for, for in the pros for two years and led him to the NFC title game twice and led a couple of miraculous comebacks. And I'm hoping that uh, he and my squad can lead the way for the first time in 29 years. So thank you guys very much. Thank you for the platform. Hey, hey Brian, All my best to you both. Real, real, yes. real quick, real, real quick before you go, is it just me, honestly, and, and Jay, your opinion also, the Super Bowl, this year's Super Bowl, is going to be a media – because we're, we're talking about media today, right, on, on the podcast. The, it's going to be a media yeah. frenzy because of Taylor Swift there. Now, listen, man, people got to get – I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to say, people got to get a life because just because – listen, her boyfriend is the guy on the fucking football team. She can't go see her boyfriend play football every week, like – yeah, uh, you know, she puts on her pants the same way we do, right? They make such a huge deal out of her being at every game. Dude, if, if your girlfriend was playing or your wife was playing or you're you're a woman and your husband was playing, wouldn't you want to be there to support them? So, like, it, it just – talking about the media, this this is a this is a negative one because they're going to put the spotlight on her instead of the game in two weeks, unfortunately, I believe. Well, if you get a chance, there's a Colin Coward who I'm not usually uh, – a big fan of his, but he has a little rant for a few minutes, points out that these football games are three and a half, four hours long. And on average, she's only on the screen for 30 to 60 seconds out of four hours. And all these grown men are just up in arms about it. And it's like, man, get a life and, uh, and, and watch what you're there for. It's, it's a minute that you're giving up the commercials, you know, between each break or longer. And it's something where, yeah, I think there's going to be more viewers watching this than uh, possibly the biggest one ever, which uh, uh, Nielsen rating was was back when Montana uh, beat the Bengals. That was the highest Nielsen rating for a Super Bowl ever. But, uh, no, it's going to be huge, and it's getting a whole audience of uh, Swifties and, and women that are interested just to see that 45 seconds. So let's lean into it like I think the NFL will. You you just said Brian is yes. all the reason why it's great that she's going to be there, right? So and, yes. and you're right. I agree with you. It's, she's she's not on the the screen for that long, and you're right. She's bringing probably a few million new sets of eyes to the Super Bowl. I guarantee it's the highest Super Bowl rating ever. So uh, we'll, we'll see about that. Jump and Jay, any thoughts on that? Listen, it's good for the NFL. It's good for football. If Taylor Swift was coming to 80s Wrestling Con 5, Tommy would be promoting the heck out of it. And so, yeah, I think they lean into it. Like you guys said, take the added attention, take the added viewership, and make some money. Yep. Okay, maybe, also, listen, real quick. maybe I can just aver- maybe I can as advertise T-Swift to be at 80s Wrestling Con. Just letter T-Swift. I'll just that'd be me doing a new uh, hill gimmick or something like that, you know? Yeah, and, the, and then the, uh, hey, this whole Vince thing, too, I feel bad. I wanted to talk to Jay about it. I mean, Jay, you've got a son that's younger that's really into it, and now you have this huge uh, obstacle of a conversation. It's like, man, am I, do I have to pull back on his wrestling fandom? Do we have to have these talks? I mean, it's difficult for even just parents of little wrestling fans. How much do we lean into wrestling with this black cloud versus uh, look at other interests? So um, hopefully you'll touch a little bit on that during the program too as a parent of a wrestling fan. So thanks again, guys, and uh, 
and uh, have a great weekend. Hey, you too, Brian. Uh, real quick, I'll address kind of my thought process right now is here's what my big concern is, if I'm being very upfront. What happened was horrendous, gross, nasty, despicable. I don't know if there's words to describe what we're finding out took place. But Vince McMahon was the guy responsible for setting the culture in that company. And so one of my fears is, as this thing goes on and, and more information comes out, how many other people at the company, not that they were involved, but that they knew this stuff was going on. So they're guilty by association. You know, my That's kid what I'm worried has, about. Yeah, my kid has, has action figures, has posters of people. And if it comes out that these people knew that this was the culture and that this was going on, and they were complicit. They didn't say anything about it because it's one of those things. I don't think you cross Vince McMahon. I think if you know what's going on and you say something or you take a stand, you're out of his company. And so now you have this guy whose dream it is to be a professional wrestler. He's dedicated his whole life to it. And now he's faced with this moral dilemma. Of course, we all want to say if we were in that spot, we would stand up. We would say something. We would say, no way, not on my watch. But man, when your dream's on the line, when your livelihood's on the line, it becomes real tempting to to turn away, turn a blind eye to it and act like it, I'm not involved. I'm just going to act like it's not happening. And so I'm wondering how many names will come out of people that knew this was the culture and just allowed it to continue. That's one of my fears as a, as a parent of a wrestling fan. Yes. Um, yeah, unfortunately, we we have to talk about this kind of stuff, right? Like I don't. I feel uncomfortable talking about this. I'm sure you feel uncomfortable talking about this. I feel very uncomfortable talking about it, to be honest with you. And I'm trying to watch uh, what I say and how I say it. But you're right, man. Like, it is scary because if it does come out, and I, and I know, I just have a really bad feeling that more information is going to come out in the upcoming weeks and the months. And got a bit of new stories break involving different people and different situations and circumstances is just, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's tough, man. Let's, uh, let's, let's up the next call. What do you think? Let's do it. We're going to connect with our good friend from Boston. It's Matt. Matt, good morning show. Welcome to the conversation. Cool. Well, good morning. Um, yeah. So there's, there's been a few things that have happened in the last week to 10 days. Um, first off, I'd like to just say, um, this this young woman who came forward, I, you know, I, I have nothing but the utmost respect and the amount of courage she has shown thus far um, really shows, you know, I think the type of person she is. And I think she's probably destined for some great things in her life when you can when you can have that amount of courage. Um, you know, I, I think that says a lot about your character. So, I, you know, I think first and foremost. Um, you know, she, she deserves some, some accolades for coming forward and putting her name on it, honestly. Um, I, I can't pretend to understand how hard that must have been. Um, taking on any corporation like that um, can't be easy. I, I, I don't have the words. I, I've never had to do it. I, I don't know. But my goodness, what courage she has shown. And, and, I, and I can only applaud her. Um, and I think... You guys are right. Um, this is only the tip of the iceberg, unfortunately. Um, 
these things don't happen in isolation. Um, they're typically not, you know, kind of one-off scenarios. Um, you know, the, the lasting effects for, for this young woman and the other likely victims will, will be everlasting and will last their life. And anyone who has ever gone through any sort of abuse of any kind will understand that there's, there's no end point. You, you, are, you are forever um, in, in that world where you're, you're trying to deal with it. Um, good, good, good moments, good weeks, good months, good years, and, and bad moments, bad weeks, bad months, bad years for the rest of your life. Um, and I don't, I don't really know what else to say other than it's, it's, um, it's obviously terrible, abhorrent behavior. Um, and I, it's really hard to talk about. However, I will just say that, you know, I think everyone, everyone takes this situation and, and you have to kind of internalize and, and you, you have your own personal impact. And, you know, years and years ago at my wedding, I stood up in front of the, the group of people and, you know, made the speech. And the very first line out of my mouth was, you know, the, the chief heat line, which was, hey, how's everyone here? And Turks and Caicos doing, you know, to get the, get the applause. And, you know, after my speech, I turned to my brother and I said, you know, I, I learned everything about how to speak to crowds from Vince McMahon. Hmm. And when I heard this, you know, uh, you know, not, not him specifically, but his influence and in, in his mm-hmm. company on my life. And, you know, when I heard the news, I'm like, wow, I can't, I can't ever unsay that. That's something now that I've said that I, you know, that kind of stinks. Um, Hey, Matt, let me jump in real quick, man, real quick, because uh, I'm going to forget this. So, guys, so <laughs> this is embarrassing for me. I should have brought this up at the beginning of the program. So in my high school yearbook uh, for, you know, my goal was to be the next Vince McMahon. It's in my high school yearbook. So talk about <laughs> – Talk about you know a, a a a cloud over you. Well, now what happens you know 20 years from now or 10 years from now or tomorrow, you know the the class of 1995 is going through the yearbook and they pass me and say, oh, it makes me think, man, this this guy, you know what I'm saying like that's you can't you can't you can't unpublish that right? It's it's there and there's context, but it just kind of makes you feel weird. At least that's that's how I that's how I feel, and you got to put everything in context. But you know, on a lighter on a lighter side, just last week, just I, it was the day before this kind of news broke, I finally found a, a an extremely well conditioned Vince LJN that I've been looking for, and I pulled the trigger on it. It was finally in my price range, and then this news breaks, and I'm like, "Are you serious?" A day after I I you know hit buy, and it's. You know, that seems so trivial and non-important, and it is. It, it is not important, but that's what I kind of mean by people, you'll internalize it, and it will impact you in different ways because I don't want that, that LJN figure now. now. Now I will be fine with an incomplete collection. I don't want it. Um, and it's, you know, it's I, – I just, I just hope that the, the collateral damage and the, the future victims are, are kept to a minimum. I hope it's not – wide-ranging. I hope it's, you know, there will be more, but I hope it's as few as possible. Um, that said, um, 
I love, I, you know, I, I just want to kind of change gears for a second because I, that's a, that's a hard topic to talk about. It, um, the, I love the Netflix deal, honestly. Uh, I'm just going to switch my brain over. I love the Netflix deal. I think that, um, I think moving, I think setting the pace as technology advances and as time changes, right? It's over the air television to cable TV, to closed circuit, to pay-per-view, to the network, to outsourcing the network. It's just the next thing in line that wrestling is leading the way with. And I kind of really love that. Um, I kind of like being able to, you know, years from now when linear TV is all but collapsed and everything's kind of through streaming, I'll be like, oh, yeah, no, I've been doing that with wrestling for years. You're just, you're just finding out now that, you know, I, I kind of I like that aspect. So, I, you know, I kind of really like the Netflix deal. Um, we'll see, we'll see long term, you know, how it plays out. But um, getting raw – Having, having the network be its own entity that they can shop around, you know, maybe if it's successful, Netflix will outbid Peacock and when the rights are up, and then you got SmackDown, and maybe the other organizations will follow suit. And I, I, I just think it's good for the – I think it's good for the industry. You're leading the way. The, the tech is there. So I'm a huge fan, um, you know, but nothing predicts success. But, I, you know, I, I kind of love that aspect of it. Yeah, man. I, I do also. Hey, real quick, Matt, before we let you go now, <clears throat> I know the field of work you work in that you would be able to share some um, a, a different perspective on the Vince McMahon situation right now. And I just want your opinion. What do you think? Just because it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a different set of eyes and ears on it. What, what do you see happening? over the, say, next three to six months with this situation? How do you see things panning out? Do you see them going to trial? Do you see them settling? Do you see more people getting involved? Uh, I, I'm very curious of your, your take on it. Yeah, so that's a hard question, Tommy. Um, you know, it's hard to predict. I, you know, I, I think that a extremely large amount of money is going to change hands, as it should, this, this victim should be compensated. Now, whether that's settlement, whether that's all the way to trial, I would have to believe settlement because I don't, I don't think like any other criminal, you want to invite discovery. Once you, once you open that Pandora's box of discovery, everything's coming out. So I think, I, I think that if a settlement is reached, <laughs> that's, your, that's your tip of the hat to there's a lot of other stuff they didn't want to come out during discovery phase. That's my opinion. I, I, don't, I would never judge um, any, any other victim for not wanting to come forward. I, I think that's their own personal decision, and, and, and no one but themselves can make that decision. Um, you know, sometimes people will dig their heels in and say, I'm going to trial and, you know, I'm going to fight this. But I think, I think it'll be telling. I think whether, whether it goes to trial or gets settled, you can infer a lot from that, from that decision. Um, so we'll see. Thank you, man. I appreciate that.
Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you get to some other callers, um, and I'll talk to you boys next week. Sounds good. Thank you, All right, Matt, brother. for Have a great weekend. joining the conversation. Yeah, tough tough conversation this morning, Tom. You know, we were hoping to talk all about how wrestling has been able to advance with technology and media presentation, not only um, adapt, but to thrive. But yeah, unfortunately, there's a dark cloud that has kind of taken over um, the landscape of professional wrestling. And as wrestling fans, we need an outlet to be able to discuss and talk about and process everything that's going on. So we're going to keep that going in today's conversation. Up next, big-time wrestling fan who I'm sure will have uh, insightful things to say. It is time to connect with Toto with Tom. Tom, good morning, sir. Thank you for joining us. I left for a while to show you guys how important Toto with Tom is to this show, but I'm back today. And with one thing you're, I want You are for We missed you, brother. Thank you. You know, it's hard for me to come on here and talk, you know, typically like I I always do. And then when, when something like this happens, um, you take a step back and then you, you, you look inward to yourself. And that's what I did. And I'll explain. When the news broke, I looked at myself and said, okay, am I any better? Because... Saturday night, I'm going to be in front of my TV watching the Royal Rumble. And I said to and I and I was conflicted, you know, and I said, I am supporting this product despite everything, every ounce of fiber in me that's telling me not to. And it was it was hard and, and I was actually actually invited to a watch along party. And that's probably the reason why I did go is because I, I wanted to, you know, be in the company of other wrestling fans. And if it wasn't for that, I may not have watched it. So I looked at myself to think, you know, who am I for supporting this? And what does it say about us? Now, I understand you're in the industry. You're making a living for your family. That's that's one thing, but I have the choice to not watch, to not partake, to not go on social media, and that was the one thing that I had difficulty with. Now, I'm going to try and separate business from pleasure, but it's hard, and that's what I have to say for today. Well, Tom, we appreciate your thoughts. Let me just ask you this. Yeah. And maybe I'm maybe I'm justifying, but let's let's hope and pray that the current superstars that we got to enjoy in the Rumble were not involved in any way. Let's hope they didn't even have knowledge that this was taking place by supporting the current day product and those current wrestlers that are putting their body on the line for our entertainment. Can you can you can you justify that in your mind and say maybe I'm I'm not supporting what by any means what Vince McMahon did, and by supporting the current wrestlers, I'm not supporting Vince McMahon in any way. I'm just a fan of these guys today's product. Do you think there's a separation that can be made? I do, but I think it goes deeper than that. 
take wrestling out of the equation, okay? And, and, and I am looking at it as us as human beings. It's not just wrestling. There's stuff that's happening all the time in sports, in Hollywood, in politics, okay? And that is what I was really questioning. It's not so much as the sport of professional wrestling. It's the culture that we live in today and society, you know, how we react to it. Like, we don't react to it. And so, obviously, this is a topic for, I think, a bigger platform. Um, so I'm just going to leave it at that. But to answer your question, Jumping Jim, yes. I mean, I I did watch the show. I, I you know, after I thought about it, you know, I continuing to push forward because I don't like to paint a broader picture, you know, over everybody, you know, and uh, say they're they're all at fault. They're all just trying to make a a career in this industry that they love. Um, so yes, I I am going to make that separation. I will be showing up obviously at the ISPW show March fifteenth. Hackettstown, New Jersey, to be followed by March 22nd at the Total of PAL. I'm looking forward to it. I also have an announcement in the next few weeks regarding 80s wrestling uh, con at the Men in Sports Arena. Big announcement. And I'm looking forward to all of that. What I am not looking forward to, though, is that idiot Brian from the Firehouse who calls in every week and wastes my time by listening to this show. Their ratings have dropped. They're at an all-time low. And that's another reason why I have to call in and hopefully take this show to the next level. You always do, my brother. My The, the, the greatest caller and the greatest fan in the history of ISW Wrestling, so do a Tom. Total time out. Thank you very much, Total with Tom, for uh, <laughs> the the man can transition from deep philosophical questions to just burying <laughs> fellow caller, which is just his transitioning uh, is impeccable. And listen, what a segue! Because guess who's next up on the line? Uh, somebody who is waiting in the wings, listening Uh-oh. to the comments from Total with Tom. It's time to sound the fire alarm. We're headed to the firehouse. Firefighter Brian, good morning, sir. Thank you for calling in and joining today's conversation. Hey, uh, uh, thank you. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Fantastic. Um, yeah, on, <clears throat> on one hand, you could have should have kept him on the line. Um, on the other hand, uh, honest, honestly, how am I going to reply? The, the most lethal way you can reply is not reply at all. That's the best thing you can do. So, um, That's right. yeah. I'm sorry? I thought You're 100% said something. right. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, he's uh, going to drop a big announcement. While he keeps it up, I'm going to drop him in the cage at 80s Wrestling Con. So, anyway. Whoa! Um, so, there you go. So, um with that, um, okay. First, uh, I mean, a lot to unpack here. You know, where to, where to begin? And uh, I, I will say, uh, t- t- like, and I said this when I hosted the show, when 
He's not complaining or making himself out to look like a wrestling heel with this character he has um, that, you know, nobody knows about um, outside of us. Uh, he actually makes some very good points. Um, I, do think, I do think, however, this uh, media subject you had originally planned, uh, you should uh, hopefully uh, move that to next week or in a future episode. It's a really interesting topic. Um, it's very interesting, the evolution of, you know, presentation in wrestling. You know, the media from, you know, magazines to Internet, from, you know, TV, you know, local, cable, to to now. Now it's uh, going to stream exclusively. It's a really interesting topic. Um, now, before I get my take on uh, Vince McMahon and that whole nonsense, let me just say, because this is kind of – this is kind of a related question that I want to get your take on from the both of you. I know you both saw it. What did you guys think of the Rumble? I, I did. I watched first, the Jay. okay. I watched. I watched the entire thing. Um, if if I can focus on the men's Royal Rumble, I thought I, I'm I'm fine. I'm great with the with the outcome. I think the fact that they built. Uh, towards Punk and Rhodes being the final two. Um, and then you put Gunther and McIntyre in the top four. You kind of didn't know. You assumed you knew where it was going, but it left it up for some interpretation. So I thought that build was great. From from a whole perspective on the Men's Royal Rumble, uh, to be honest with you, I, I felt like it, it, it lacked some of the surprises, some of the uh, returns, some of the nostalgia that we've kind of come accustomed to seeing. And so I felt my expectations for the rumble. I feel like I always look forward to, you know, the surprise return or uh, the the big surprise in the rumble, which just never came. And so I felt a little disappointed in that. Um, I like that Rhodes went back to back for the first time in 20 some years, only the, the, what the fourth person to do it. So it adds to his story. I thought the pointing up at Roman Reigns in the, in the luxury suite up there was a nice uh, way to end it. I did not realize in my initial viewing that CM Punk suffered an injury. I had to go back and rewatch it after that news came out. Um, but overall, I, I liked the ending. I was a little disappointed with the men's Royal Rumble match. I thought the women's Rumble match um, was maybe a little bit more enjoyable for some of those reasons, some of the surprise entrants that I didn't see coming. Roman Reigns retaining his title. I'm getting a little tired of the Roman Reigns has to cheat to win storyline because I feel like it cheapens him uh, and it lessens him as this unbeatable figure. And so I hope they do something to put him back on that pedestal as being a dominant champion. So when Cody Rhodes does complete the story, it means a little bit more. He's conquering somebody rather than having to have somebody who, you know, always cheats to win. Um, I don't know. That felt like rambling there at the end, but that's my, that's my summary of it. Uh, Tommy, what did you think of the rumble? Uh, same, same as you, as far as the, the men's Royal rumble, I'm fine with the, the ending of it. I, that's the ending I would have went with if I was booking it. Um, I, I do like the fact that it came down to him and CM Punk because going into the match, you really didn't know a hundred percent who was going to win like in, in, in previous rumble years. Right. So, you know, some were saying punk, some were saying, you know, some were saying uh, Cody. Uh, there was speculation that The Rock was going to show up or other guys were going to show up. See, I 
for one and no longer upset by there not being any surprises because if you go back and look for the last several years, it's been disappointing, right? So every year it's like, it's, you know what I think it is, Jay? I think that us as, you know, uh, creatures of habit from the early, you know, nineties uh, and the late eighties when they, you know, they would have all the, even in the two thousands, they would still, you know, give surprises, but you know, they haven't in recent years. So, I do think, however, that when number 30 hit and it was Sami Zayn's song, when they were thinking it was going to be The Rock or someone else, it did. Uh, he did still get a good pop, though. If, if you go back and watch it, uh, he, you know, while, while I'm sure the fans at home and uh, in the arena were disappointed, it wasn't The Rock or uh, a Batista or someone not advertised. He, he still got a reaction if you go back and watch it. But I, I, I've come to just the realization that it's it's not like the Royal Rumbles of the past. You know, it's just not. If you look back the last several years, there hasn't really been that big holy shit surprise. Uh, the the women match was, uh, I think, a little, like you said, a little bit more entertaining for those purposes. Uh, them putting Naomi in it right off the gate, that got a big reaction. They gave it that special feel to it that she's back. And then... Uh, Jordan Grace coming from uh, TNA, I think that she looks like a WWE superstar. She's been in great. I think that her being in that match changed the dynamics of it and made it interesting. Uh, so I, I, I'm with you guys. I love the surprise factor. I was disappointed by the surprise factor in the men's match. However, uh, you can't say that it wasn't booked really good because I, I listen, even me, Jay and, and uh, Brian, I was on the edge of my seat seeing who was going to win between Cody and Punk, I didn't know. So if I didn't know, chances are no one else knew either, right? So it, it made it exciting for that point, I think. Yeah, I thought I, I thought it was okay. Um, Jay, I agree with you a thousand percent on, you know, Reigns always cheating the win. That's why I think the whole shtick is it, it's starting to run its course, and I think it's going to, to end at WrestleMania. Um, I think, you know, that, I think what hurt the show, you know, the, uh, the fatal four-way was predictable. I think, you know, the more predictable a match is, the less, the harder it is to really get into it and sink your teeth into it. I think every, I don't think anybody in their right mind thought Roman Reigns was not winning the, the uh, was not leaving the arena with the title. Same thing with Logan Paul. I was kind of surprised with the way it ended, but it was, uh, unpleasantly surprised. Uh, Women's Royal Rumble, and I agree, you know, the surprises, I think, again, have run its course. I think the surprises are only good when it's somebody who you can say, you know what, this guy just might be able to win it, like Cena at 30 years ago, Edge at 30 years ago. Um you know, so uh, coming in at number 30 years ago, both of them. Um, you know, the women's match, um, you only had two real surprises. Naomi, which was a surprise given with the way she left. And, of course, Jordan Grace, um, which, again, uh, you know, WWE opening the for, quote-unquote forbidden door. Um, men's rumble, you know, not the... You know, no real surprises other than, you see, those these are the good surprises, NXT guys. They can use the exposure. 
especially Braun Breaker, who really had a good breakout performance in the Rumble. Looks like he's going to SmackDown. So, you know, I, I thought it was okay. Not the best, not the worst that I've seen. As far as what's going on right now, um, and I'll be brief about this because, honestly, so much has been spoken through, spoken about this and so much more will. Um, listen, it's a messed up situation, and I think in our in our heart of hearts, um, you know, we, we all knew that, you know, McMahon was not your, you know, your quote-unquote normal businessman. But this is just crazy. Um, I think, however... I don't think this is going to hurt WWE much, at least not in the long run. I mean, you saw right after, and Tommy, you posted this on social media, right after news broke out that about Vince, Slim Jim uh, backs out of, um, of their Royal Rumble advertising, and then Vince resigns, okay, we're back in. Mm-hmm. So I don't think this is really going to hurt WWE a whole lot. I think, um, you know, listen, they're making record profits and it's not even close. Okay. And you saw Monday night raw, you saw a much, in my opinion, it was a better show, better produced. Um, You didn't have the stupid segments that eat up time. You know, uh, the Viking Raiders, the alpha Academy didn't have any of that. It was more straight up, you know, wrestling and angles. And uh, and Royal Rumble, again, I figured it was going to be a more conservative, play it safe, squeaky clean show. Um, but I'll, I'll just end with, you know, Tom brings up, um, you know, how he felt kind of guilty watching. I don't, because you know what? And I don't mean to get all political and get open up a can of worms here, okay? I was not happy years ago. With the NFL, with the players kneeling, and then you know, in in 2020, when you know the whole the, that whole chaos with George Floyd and went onto the field, I hated it with a passion. Okay, it it broke my heart when I saw the first Jet game of the season in Buffalo, and the poor it's bad enough the stadium's empty. I mean, that's just sad to begin with. That poor girl is singing the anthem. And both teams are in the locker room. That broke my heart. Days after September 11th, no less. And it's in New York, okay? I never, not once, did I ever think of boycotting. Because I stopped doing something I love because of people that I think are doing the wrong thing. You're giving them the reaction. That's the worst thing you could do. You're giving them a reaction, okay? So... In this situation, I'll, I'll, I've, I've been watching wrestling since I was so for, for nearly 40 years. I'm not going to give up now. So, um, you know, what, 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 what do you guys think? So I think, I think what the wrestling industry has going for it is Vince McMahon is just one guy. And like we said, it could be the tip of the iceberg <clears throat> excuse me, other names could come out. But the wrestling industry, you know, I think if this would have happened in the 80s when Vince McMahon owned the entire company, I think it would have had a more devastating effect. I think the fact that the company has been sold already, 
that he's not operating the day-to-day stuff. I think they'll be able to scrub him from as much of the history as they can, not mention his name, not show him on their product, and I think the WWE will survive. Um, As I said earlier, my fear is more and more names are going to come out about people who may not have been directly involved, but they knew this was the culture. They knew Vince behaved this way. I mean, just from from a married man standpoint, I got I'm thinking, what does Linda think? Linda must have known stuff like this was taking place. You know, Stephanie, Shane, surely they've heard that stuff like this was taking place about their dad. How do you justify that in your head? And now, you know, everybody's reading it. It's now public knowledge. And so now everybody you talk to, every time they see a McMahon, it's going to be in their, in their head. And so I think if more and more names become associated, then it gets harder to move past at a quicker pace. Do I think the WWE will survive? Yes, I think they will. But I think it's a dark cloud, and I think uh, TKO is acting swiftly. I think they have to continue to act swiftly to try to get everything that needs to come out, out dealt with so that they can move on. The longer it drags out, I think the harder it will be for the industry to, to move forward into a positive light. Tommy? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm with you. No, I'm with, I'm with Jay on that. Okay, and, and I, I just want to say, you know, Jay, bring up a good point. You know, we talk about victims here. Okay, you know, when, when kids are involved, you know, McMahon's kids, his grandchildren, you know, it, it just, tr- it's a trickle-down effect. And I'll just say, um, you know, um, as far, I don't think this is going to go to trial. But even if it does, even if he gets convicted, whatever, he's 70, what, 78 years old, he's not going to be in there long. I doubt he, they're going to throw him in jail, even if they do. I mean, look at Bill Cosby. What he got convicted for was, you, you, could, you, you could argue whether it was worse, but worse or not, uh, he was in there for, like, not even three years of his sentence before he was released on compassionate release. But nevertheless, I do think it's time to move on with the company. It's it was going to happen at some point, and the last thing I I think now, what they need to do. I like Pritchard, but it's time because as long as Pritchard's there, Vince will be there in one way, shape, or form. So with that, listen, it, we're touching eleven here. You may have some other callers. It was so good talking to you guys as always. Good talking to all the great listeners and Total with Tom. And, uh, yeah, I'll hopefully talk to you guys next week. And, yeah, hopefully you got that media episode you do next week or in a future episode because that's a lot a good thing to talk about, especially since a lot of us saw wrestling on closed circuit TV. So, gentlemen, have a good rest of the week and uh, weekend, whatever, and I'll uh, talk to you next week. God bless. All right. Thank you so much, Brian. Amen. Yeah, not the conversation we were planning on having today, Tommy, but like we said, it's important for wrestling fans to have an outlet to connect, to to bounce things off each other, and just to kind of express kind of what's running through our heads uh, as the news come out. And um, it's, it's probably still pretty early in the process, and so more and more stuff will probably come out, more things to digest, uh, just a really heart-wrenching situation. Yes, and uh, you know what? Let's, let's let's hold off on on a topic for next week as of right now because, like you said, who the heck knows what is going to happen between now and and next Thursday? Because I mean, last Thursday when we were on the air, you know, excited about you know WWE going to Netflix. Hours later, this news broke. So, 
uh, I, 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 and today's topic was going to be a really cool topic, so uh, obviously I took a back seat, so I don't want to come up with another great idea that people are looking forward to hearing about and talking about, and then uh, something breaks. So I think we should just go with the flow until probably the, the middle of next week, Jay, and then we can, if, if, if hopefully nothing happens, we can maybe on Wednesday decide what the topic is. But uh, I hope that you have a great weekend, man. I, it was a very to- uh, tough topic to talk about today, uh, especially for me, man. I, like I said, in my high school yearbook, you know, my goal one day was to be the next Vince McMahon. You know, you, when you're a kid, you have to write something uh, like that in your yearbook. That's what I chose. So, I mean, that, that's on uh, that's in my yearbook now for the rest of my life. Uh, so, uh, it, but more importantly, his legacy and everything he has done for this business. Like, I guarantee you, Jay, uh, God forbid if he would have passed away two weeks ago, you probably would have had – mile-long uh, line to get in at his wake, and now I'm sure it would be very, very low-key and immediate family because of what took place or allegedly took place. And uh, yeah, the whole the whole landscape of the professional wrestling history is unfortunately going to rewrite itself. Yeah, that's about that's about the truth of it is he his name man, you know, his name was professional wrestling for what he did for the industry. And when something like this happens, yeah, it almost becomes one of those names that you you won't speak about anymore. And so, you know, and you got to think, not yeah. to get philosophical, but man, I'm sure he didn't intend to be this to end up as this kind of guy, you know, you probably don't realize in the moment that you're, that you're tarnishing everything, you know, you just, you wonder what goes through people's minds when they get to that point where they feel he must've felt untouchable that he could do whatever he wanted. There would be no repercussions, man, but the truth always finds you. And so, yeah, it's just a sad all around situation. It is, man. It, It really is. And, uh, you know, like I know, I I know how I feel when, you know, if if you know someone comes in with merchandise that they want to sell me, right? So like sometimes I I buy lots of figures and stuff like that. Like if there's anything Chris Benoit related, I tell them yeah. I, I don't I don't I don't have him in the store, you know. So like I feel I felt dirty having Chris Benoit in my store, so I know uh, I'm gonna feel the same way like Matt felt earlier about having that Vince McMahon LJN. I don't want to have that in my store. I'm right now. I'm looking at a two pack because uh, I'm walking around my store about to open because the podcast is about to end. I'm, I'm I'm looking around. I see a two pack of Vince McMahon and Ric Flair. WWE two take that off the, the shelf. I don't want to have that uh, in my store. You know, like if if uh, if a little boy comes with his mom after school today and sees a Vince McMahon figure hanging up, I mean, they don't want. They don't, I'm sure they don't want their their little son to see that, right? So. Love to take that down now, and and yeah, I guess it's gonna have to be, unfortunately, no, you know, Vince McMahon merchandise in the store, and uh, and unfortunately, yeah, yeah, I hate to keep saying unfortunately, but it's not unfortunate. If this all did take place the way it took place, none of it's unfortunate for him. Uh, he's gonna right. get what he has coming to him if, if all this stuff is, is 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 in fact true. So I'm sorry I keep saying unfortunate, but it's, uh, it's disappointing it, because it's disappointing. As we go down, yeah. 
as we go down that path, there is so much content from the Attitude Era that we'll probably never see the light of day again. Because, I mean, his, I his feud with Stone Cold is unbelievable. But back in that time, too, he had a lot of really questionable segments with some of the female talent that, that you now view in a different light, knowing what was going on behind closed doors. And so, yeah, there's a whole chunk of uh, wrestling content that will probably not be seen again. And so, yeah, it's unfortunate yeah. when, uh, yeah, it's just unfortunate. It is, man. And like I said, the whole landscape of the history of a business we both and everyone listening right now love so much is going to change so drastically because the leader of the industry did something so bad that you can't even even mention his name anymore. So I'm sure we're not done talking about it, and uh, hopefully uh, we don't need to talk about it next week. But, uh, Jumpy J, I hope you and your family have a great weekend. Hope everyone at home listening right now or listening on demand on one of your podcast apps on your commute home or in the morning time when you're working out or when your wife gets on your nerves like I listen to the podcast. Um, I hope you guys have a great weekend. And, and, and it was a difficult conversation today, and, I, and, and, and Jay's right. It was one that needed to be discussed and talked about because we all need a platform to express our thoughts and our feelings. Like I said, I, me personally, man, I felt like uh, someone stabbed me in the back. It hurt that bad. And I don't even know Vince. I just know that he was a gigantic part of my childhood and my life. And it's, it's like you said, the, 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 the best word to describe it is disappointing. So until next week, we will catch you here on 80s Wrestling, the podcast.